Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Site School Podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Stimmick-Bailey, and I am here to talk all about how you can learn to grow and earn more from your site. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different because it's the change of the years. And as you know, if you've listened to me or worked with me or found any of my sites, I love to do a lot of things to mark the year. I always like to do things that wrap up the previous year and do things to get prepared for the new year. So today's episode is going to be something uh, very familiar if you know me or you've worked with me in any capacity. I love to mark the new year. I love that turning over of the calendar. I like to wrap up my previous year and get prepared for the new year. And so today I wanna talk about all of the lessons I learned about blogging in 2022 and how you can apply those lessons for your own site or sites in 2023. So I didn't mean to sit down and write a post like this. It's actually available in the show notes linked over to the site school blog, but I was looking at my recent case study updates and realized that there were some themes that I wanted to pull all into one place so that when people asked what I was focusing on for the new year, I could point them to something. And so I wrote a post that's titled five blogging lessons I learned in 2022 and tips for you in 2023. And that is what we're going to focus on in today's episode, going through each of the lessons, how I learned it, what I'm doing now that I've learned it and what you can take away from it as well. So the first lesson that I learned is that it's okay to take a break. Now, I don't know if you feel like this, but it feels like running a blog is a marathon on a hamster wheel, meaning you're not really going anywhere and you can't stop and it goes on forever, or at least it feels that way. And a lot of times in blogging, we just keep going or we inadvertently take breaks, but we don't really mean to. And then we feel guilty about it and we eventually come back. And it's like, there's a lot of maybe personal resentment of the project or disappointment yourself or something like that. What I learned this year is that it's okay to take breaks from sites. And if you are really serious about your site, you will plan breaks and you'll plan ahead for them. So you won't just take a break unexpectedly. You'll do some work in advance to get prepared for having a break. And then you'll take that break guilt-free knowing that you've set up your site as a business to not be affected by you taking a break. And that's one of the great things about running a website is that if you work ahead or you come up with a schedule that allows you to take a break, you can still be making money while you're taking a break. And that's the freedom that a lot of us are looking for when we start websites. So it's the dream to actually take a break. And yet many of us tell ourselves we're not allowed to. I want to be the person who says it. If you've never heard it, it's okay to take a break. It's also okay to fall out of love with a project or part of a project. So for me this year, I learned that my space tourism guide site was really something I was struggling with. And if you want to learn a little bit more about that, you can head over to episode five, just scroll down until you find episode five. It's called space tourism guide, five year case study update. And that site, as the name of that episode suggests, has been going for five years and I've been plugging away at it. And I realized my heart just wasn't in it at the same way that it had been. And I needed to start thinking about taking breaks and stepping back from that project a little bit just to get my own creative passion for the subject to maybe come back or maybe realize it was time to move on to something else. So I learned it from Space Tourism Guide primarily, but I also realized that some sites are very seasonal and you can actually take breaks in them within your business model. So my Great Plains travel site, if you've checked that one out, it is obviously a very seasonal destination. If you know the United States at all, nobody really travels through the Great Plains for recreation in the wintertime. It's cold, it's windy it's just not as much fun. And so the traffic drops way off in about September and doesn't really pick back up until about mm, April when people start planning again. So I just took six months off from that site. I just decided September 1st, we're done publishing until April 1st. And I removed it from all of my workstations and I just let it run. I even put up a post that said, we're taking a break. And uh, it hasn't really affected the site's performance to not be publishing through the winter. Similarly, I realized that my Jordan site is actually a winter site for me in the Northern Hemisphere. So Jordan as a Middle Eastern destination has 
a lot more interest in people traveling there between about November and May. And so right around the time I stop publishing over on Great Plains, I can start publishing on Jordan Traveler. And then when it gets to be May or June, when it's really hot in the Middle East and people aren't planning trips, I can take a break. And the end of the day, I just want you to think about if you need a break in 2023, one, it's okay to feel that way. And two, start thinking about how you can plan that into your business. Does that mean you scramble for a couple of months and get a few drafts built up and finished out? We all have drafts we need to finish. So there's probably something in there you can finish out and schedule. And then you take a break for a month and let your brain and your mind and your heart rest. And then you come back. This is something I'm doing with my own sites already. So as I'm recording this, it's January of 2023. And I'm working to create a system that allows me to take a break from writing in January and July of each year for that site. That doesn't mean I'm not doing other work for my sites, but I'm not focused on writing. And that gives me a chance to get really creative about other projects, have time for other projects that I might wanna try or focus on, and simultaneously to come back at the end of those breaks feeling really ready to work and excited to work again. So how can you apply this to your own blog or business this year? Schedule a break. Take the time, think about what you could do, think about what you will do when you're on break. So maybe you don't take a break from your site entirely, but you take a break from writing like I'm doing, or you take a break from social media. It's your business and you've designed it and you get to decide what that means. And if that means you need to take a break, you are totally allowed to take a break and you should take a break. The second lesson that I learned in 2022 is all about EEAT. And if you wanna learn a little bit more about that, check out episode four or episode six of the podcast. Those two episodes focus on EAT, how you can demonstrate it, what it means. And what I have learned is that this is a critical part of Google understanding and ranking sites in the future, especially for many of us who are in niches that are more lifestyle oriented, that people are coming to for information. From my perspective, figuring out your own EEAT and leaning into it is the future of the internet as a writer and your best chance for succeeding with Google. So you need a site that demonstrates EEAT if you wanna rank well. I just, I can't imagine trying to do anything else starting out at this point or changing your strategy. I know there are people doing other strategies. They're still doing lots of affiliate posts or product reviews or you know non-EEAT oriented content. That's not the direction that I think the internet is going and I'm not gonna be advising anyone to do that because I just don't see that being productive in the long term. And I want you to be writing things today with a certain mindset and a strategy that continues to pay off for years, not that in two years you have to change your whole strategy again and everything you've already written isn't useful. So I learned this from really all of my sites. If you follow along over time, I started most of my sites in 2020 and 2021 primarily, and they were all niching sites. So they niched away from my more general travel site into other topics. So that's how I have my Jordan site. It's how I have my space tourism site. It's how I have my London site, my Great Plains site. I broke those all into different websites and I worked really hard to demonstrate that I had the experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness that Google should rank me for them. And so far that has been working very well. So I learned this one from all that I've been doing and I'm gonna be applying it by continuing to do EEAT focused content in the future. And there's gonna be a couple episodes in the next few months that are gonna focus on EEAT, things like writing introductions that really demonstrate EEAT effectively, and also how you can safely delete non-EEAT content on your site to help improve the way Google understands your EEAT. And oh my gosh, I've said this acronym too many times already. If you're interested in either of those resources before they come onto the podcast feed, you can 
actually find them over on siteschool.co. I have articles over there. A lot of them inspire my episodes. So you can kind of go back and forth depending on how you like to consume this media. In terms of how you can apply this to your site, I think you need to be hard on yourself. (laughs) After I just said, take a break now, I want you to be hard on yourself to figure out what your area of EEAT is on your site and stick to that in 2023. Design your strategy around the areas you have experience and expertise and people can trust you. If you do that, Google's going to respond. Now, if you're struggling, I'd encourage you to come on over into the Site School group on Facebook. You just search Site School, you'll find us. It's totally free and you can come ask a question. We can maybe help you narrow it down. I'm happy to provide that consultation because I think a lot of people are still spending a lot of energy and writing a lot of words on topics that are not gonna perform for them the way that they deserve to. And you can definitely build a strategy that's both creatively fulfilling and going to rank well on Google. The third lesson that I took away from my blogging journey in 2022 was all about internal linking. And I think you're starting, if you're in the SEO world, to hear a lot more about internal linking as part of SEO. Not that everyone was ignoring it before, but it wasn't as important as it seems to be becoming. And uh, just to give you some backstory, I covered this in episode eight, which was all about my Eat Like Bourdain site. That was my 18 month case study update for that site. But in that site, I was having a really hard time getting my content indexed after Google made some changes in July of 2021, right after I launched the site. And instead of focusing on keyword volume and difficulty, I started focusing on internal linking. Every time I wrote something, it had to be related to something else I had already written and or something I was about to write so that I could internally link content to each other very effectively. And on my Bourdain site in particular, that whole site is a giant, beautiful internal linking system. I don't track any of it. I don't have a system for tracking it. I don't think I need to. I just have a set of tasks that I do as part of writing and also post-publishing that ensure that I have really good internal links to everything I'm writing. And that has been paying off. That site's doing very well. But I also think it's been effective on some of my other sites. So I started taking a look at my main site, Valerie and Belize, and my Alaska content and just thinking, what am I missing that would fill in the gap that would link really well to other content I already have? And that helped me come up with some topics that I never would have tackled in the past, like things to do in certain place and where to eat in certain place and where to stay. But they've created this really holistic content strategy for covering the destination of Alaska that has helped me see those things I never would have written otherwise perform pretty well considering I probably didn't think I could go after them based on the volume and the difficulty alone. How I'm applying this lesson going forward is just to continue the strategy I have on Eat Like Bourdain, but I'm also mapping out those content gaps on my other sites too. I'm trying to think, what are the things if I were reading that I would want to click to, to help make new content that can be linked back and forth between my existing content. And that's what I recommend you do as well in 2023. So take some time and do an internal link audit. If you're not doing internal linking at all, I would ensure that every new post you write has both links to and links from it. So when you're writing it, make sure you're adding links to other content, but also once you publish, go in and find content you currently have and add links from that existing content to your new post. And if you need help with that, now I'm gonna mention today's sponsor, which is a great spreadsheet to help you do that. Tired of feeling like you don't know what your top pages are on your blog, or even how many blog posts you have on a certain topic? Check out The Boss. My blogging organization success system is a perfect tool to help you get organized and get your blog ready to go to the next level. You can find it by checking the show notes for The Boss spreadsheet. Okay, thanks so much for sitting through that. I'm starting to do a little bit of monetization in this podcast, and I appreciate your patience as I iron out some of the difficult, weird parts of monetizing. In any case, let's jump back in. So the fourth thing that I learned last year, which is not 
a surprise if you have been following me and listening to what I've been saying about site building for a while. It's to build your audience off algorithm. The tricky part is that almost everything we do as site owners is built on an algorithm. Heck, Google has an algorithm. That's how they rank content. Meta has an algorithm for Facebook and for Instagram. TikTok has an algorithm on the For You page. Everything has an algorithm except email. I would strongly encourage you to spend some time this year thinking about how you can build your email system. And I'm gonna start doing a couple new things here in the podcast feed, not on the Site School site to help with that. So once a month, there will be a shorty episode that talks about emails you can send your audience that next month. That will be very helpful for you if you're struggling to come up with ideas. And I'm gonna encourage you to step up to weekly emails in 2023. Like set that goal now, even if you don't start it right away, Weekly emails are the way that you keep your brand relevant to people and you keep them opening your emails. I learned this from my main site, primarily Valerie and Belize, which I've been doing email as a focus for a couple of years now, and I'm working to build it out on my other site. So I learned from VNV, it's got a good system, and I'm slowly rolling it out across my other main sites to try and help them all have a strong email strategy so that I am not totally reliant on social media or Google for all of my traffic. I mean. Let me be real, email is not a huge part of my traffic, but it's something and it's a way I can connect with my audience and sell if I wanna sell something or I wanna promote something in a much more organic way than trying to reach them through other algorithm traffic. The final lesson that I learned in 2022 is that I'm working to diversify away from traffic-based income. And when I say traffic-based income, what I mean is ads and affiliates. Those two forms of income come directly proportional to the amount of traffic you get. If you get more traffic, you earn more ad income. If you get more traffic, you have a greater number of people converting, even if your conversion rate doesn't increase on your affiliate links. So, so I learned this from creating products and services on several of my sites that getting the right product for your audience is a trial and error process. It takes a lot of time. It takes the energy to come up with a new idea and create that thing and bring it to your audience in a way that they respond to. And this is where email can be very helpful because people are much more likely to respond to you asking for product ideas or getting feedback on a product or promoting a product in their email inbox. I also had some good success with this on some of my other sites like Eat Like Bourdain. I tested a few ideas and I've got a a pretty decent little strategy there. So on my end, I'm going to continue to add new products, particularly eBooks, because they're pretty easy to make. And I have a blog post about creating eBooks if you want to go out and check that on the site school site. Um, But I'm also thinking about freebies and how I can create more sales opportunities. Where have I not been putting what I do offer in front of people? On your end, if you're listening and you're still sticking with me that you want another goal because I haven't given you enough, I would think about how to set a deadline that you can create a new product and launch it to your audience at some point in 2023. So maybe it's not this quarter, maybe you've got enough going on, but the idea is that you create something and you put it in front of your audience and you get some feedback and hopefully some sales because then you're not totally reliant on Google to give you all the traffic that you get that then turns into ads and affiliates. And if something changes where you either stop getting traffic or the ad network changes or RPMs go down or conversion rates drop or an advertiser goes off of the affiliate program, you lose all that income. I want you to have more types of income so that you're better protected from that. So to wrap this all up, I wanna share how this all fits together into a single strategy. It really does. I know they didn't sound like related topics, but they are related and they do fit together. And I hope that you'll see that this is all something you can focus on in this year and actually see some success from. So if you create quality content in line with EEAT and you have a strong internal linking strategy, Google will find, understand, and rank your content better. Then you can get people to sign up for your email list to send them valuable emails and sell them products and services. If you put all that together, you will have a solid business. It'll get Google traffic, it'll get you a little bit of income that's not totally reliant on Google, and it will allow you to take breaks so that you can refill your creative coffers and feel even more energized by this time next year as we kick off 2024. 
somehow those five disparate lessons do all fit together into a strategy. And I hope that you'll be able to integrate parts or all of them into your thoughts about how you're going to run your site in the next year. If you have any questions or you want feedback on some ideas you're working on, I'd encourage you to reach out over on Facebook. As I said, the group there is called Site School. You can come join me. I'd love to talk about what you're focusing on for the new year. It's totally free to join. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate a rating and review on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And I can't wait for this podcast to help you learn how to grow and earn more from your site in 2023.